What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. It's time to turn our attention here on the overnight crowd to the super netball. Time for our netty chat, Sarah Wildy, joining us once again from the edge of the crowd. Sarah, big round two of action. It's early season. We've seen players brought up from the levels underneath to fill in, as is going to be the story of all sports at the moment due to health and safety protocols. But, yeah, before we go through game by game, what was your absolute highlight from the weekend? Oh, Absolute highlight. I think I'd have to say Courtney Bruce reaching 100 games. That's a pretty incredible achievement. Um, and at the West Coast Fever as well, she's been there through the hard yards and hopefully they're tre- trending towards some reward this year. But uh, yeah, I think her 100th game was a pretty stellar performance too. So great way to bring it up. 100 games. That's a great milestone. There's been so many fantastic mm. milestones across women's sport, particularly this weekend. So there's another great story just there. I'm really happy for for Brucey, absolutely. Uh, okay, let's go back on game one. It was New South Wales Swifts taking on the Melbourne Vixens, and the Vixens got up by five, fifty-three to forty-eight. They did, yeah. It was a good, good performance by the Vixens. They were facing a struggling Swift side in terms of they'd lost their key goal shooter last weekend, and then they had Hadley uh, out with COVID protocols, which, as you say, is going to be the way this year. But they, they did step up. They had Sophie Fawn step up into that goal-shooter-goal attack role and um, she got a massive roar from the crowd, which is amazing to see. But they were just a little bit short of the Vixens this weekend. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting, isn't it, the fact that, you, uh, what was it, the Swifts last week, a couple of um, injuries and then having those players mm. withdrawn and stuff. It is going to be a difficulty, but, geez, it's exciting for those next-rung players down to actually get that opportunity to show that they can step up to the next level. That's good signs for netball around Australia, no doubt. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We always want to see the young guns coming through and um, challenging those older players to see if they can keep their spots. And I think (laughs) Sophie Fawns is going to challenge a few this year. Yeah, she looked pretty impressive on the weekend. And I think Helen Housley really loves playing with her too. So that'll be a a good duo to follow this year, I think. Up next for the Swifts, they get to take on uh, the Magpies and the Vixens. They're two and two, and they take on the Giants next week. Let's move across to the next game on the Saturday, and that was, of course, uh, ooh, I've just lost my results page. Bring it back up. Here it is. Uh, it was the Lightning and Firebirds, and the Firebirds did it quite convincingly in the end. Oh, yeah. I think after last weekend's shock loss to the Fever, we were expecting the Lightning to come out, I don't know, a completely different side, but they, um, they were far from it. They were... Uh, Yes, very much below the Firebirds, who were just incredible, especially uh, Danelle Wallen, starting goal shooter once again. Her two-point range is something else. Um, and, yeah, they really did pull away in the second quarter, and that sort of led them to the win. It was a pretty convincing performance in the end. I mean, Lightning were without star goal attack Steph Wood, but I don't think we can say any player out with COVID protocols is going to change an entire game um especially in this season they just have to do it without them but the lightning were yes not quite up to it and 
I have to say, Firebird loved the game of Ruby Baker Doran. I couldn't believe how many minutes she played at Gold Defence, but she absolutely was a gun out there and she's going to be a young one to watch as well this year. What was interesting in the breakdown of the match is in the second quarter, uh, it just pulls away the Firebirds scoring 22 just to nine from the Lightning. What, what was the secret in that second quarter for the Firebirds to take through the rest of the season that success? Yeah, I, I think it's just trusting themselves and putting up um, their shots when they get the opportunity. I mean, they did have a real run of it in the second quarter and they went on rolls of four or five goals at different times, especially in the back end. Um, they had five straight to end the quarter. So, and that they were one point shots as well. Like they're, they're just, um, they're confident. And when they get a run on, they can really damage teams. So I think it's just having that confidence and um, t- converting those intercepts when they do get them. I mean, they've got some pretty amazing defenders. And if they can convert at the other end, which Danelle Wallen seems to be doing just fine at, um, I think they're going to, I think it's been a surprise us this year. I wasn't so confident on the Firebirds at the start of the season, but two weeks, two games in, I'm all for them. And isn't Danelle's move uh, paying off for her? We saw her in the Team oh. Girls Cup. You know, what did she have? Like a was it a training contract potentially at the Fever, and she elected to to move? And now we're seeing that she was right to back herself in. Yeah, I mean, she started the Fever a couple of years ago, and then she went and played in England last year. And I think we all woke up to the fact at Leeds Rhinos she. Uh, was going to be a star and um she, she's not a, a young young gun by any means she, she's trending towards closer to 30 but she she's taken this opportunity with both hands already like two weeks in we're seeing her um her confidence growing um and just her, her settling at Suncorp Super Netball level it is a step up from the English league and it's yeah, it's a huge opportunity for her to get a full contract this year, um, obviously in the absence of Romelda Aitken-George, who is uh, missing the season for maternity leave. But, hey, you've got to take your chance when you can get it. And it's it's always a great story when you see someone who we put them in, in that mature age, we call them, they've got you know life skills and life experience. And it yeah. just goes to show that for those players out there that maybe don't get picked up at 17, 18, 19, that... You know, that don't give up on on those dreams and keep plying your trade because you can be very valuable. It just comes to you a little bit later. Yeah, absolutely. I think she's a perfect example of that. And yep, she's really taking it. And hey, if she keeps going like this, some some team is going to have to find a place for her next season. If if it's not the Firebirds, another team has to find a spot. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so across to Sunday now. There's the two games across Sunday, and the first one being Magpies versus Fever, and the West Coast Fever continued their winning ways, seventy to fifty three. Yeah, this the, these two Sunday games had a little bit of intertwining happening. Uh, so Fever had uh, Alice Teague Neild uh, withdrawn for COVID protocols. However, the person that probably would have replaced her, uh, one Chelsea Pittman, was actually already shifted across to the Giants for the weekend as a temporary replacement player. So Zoe Kranzberg came in for Alice um, and the Fever, they they really came out the block strong and sort of stayed there the entire match. They were far too good for the Magpies. Um, and in Courtney Bruce's 100th, as I said earlier, they did it for her and, and they just got another win on the board away from home um, and I think that's what the Fever are going to do to a few teams this year is just go over, get the win, get the job done and go home. So can you explain a little bit more how this situation of te- of players being shifted across is occurring under health and safety protocols because it's it's quite unique to netball. I don't think other 
sports are really looking at that idea of sharing squad players? Yeah, so I think in a lot of other competitions, they've got COVID contingency pools that each team sort of has. But a bit like the, I think the BBL had to do this in that they had a, a stock list of players. Now, this is a little bit different again because, so the Giants had three contracted squad players, uh, full-time contracted squad players out with COVID this week. They also had three of their training partners with COVID this week. So that took six of 18 out. Um, they also had two that were recovering from COVID, but they did actually both play on the weekend, which was, um, I don't know if they actually had COVID or if they were just close contacts, but it was good to see them back. Uh-huh. But the Giants elected to contact the West Coast Fever and say, hey, can we borrow Chelsea Pittman for the weekend, which um, the league allowed. I'm not all across the ins and outs of how in the world that actually happens, but uh, apparently, yep, training partners are sort of, free to move about so anyway Chelsea Pittman went across to the Giants which meant that she played in Adelaide which is where she had played a few years ago Um, and the Giants had a spare play or an extra player a great wing attack an incredibly experienced English representing wing attack and unfortunately the Fever were left without that option to bring in but they did have another great young gun coming in Zoe Kranzberg so yeah, it's an interesting situation and I don't think any of us quite realised that that was possible until no. it happened this weekend. Yeah, it fascinated me when it sort of came up. I was like, hang on, sorry, what, what is happening here? But it's going to make <laughs> yeah. for interesting team photos throughout the season as it progresses and headshots and the like. So, uh, you know, the players can have a bit of fun with it as a, as they get the chance to play uh, potentially for, for multiple sides this year. So the last game of round two was the Adelaide Thunderbirds and the Giants, which you've just been sort of touching on. Uh, Thunderbirds 56 to the Giants at 43. Yep, this was, this was always going to be a big challenge for the Giants. Um, they were incredible last weekend, but decimated by uh, COVID this week. Um, and three real young, young guns in their mid-court slash towards their shooting end. Um, so they were without Jamie Lee Price, uh, Sophie Dwyer and Amy Parmenter. Um, so, yeah, right across the midcourt into the shooting. Um, and they also, the training partner they elevated the weekend before, she had to go out as well. So Dem- Gemma uh, Donahue, she was out too. So anyway, it was, a, it was a big weekend for the Giants to travel to Adelaide and to try and keep up with the Thunderbirds who have been one of those teams that we're all impressed by to start this season. They have... Um, yeah, really improved over the off season and sort of found their groove early in the year. They're not in Super Netball history being two and zero, so that's an exciting start to the season for them. But it, they really had to win this weekend once all those outs um, were known for the Giants. The Thunderbirds had no no choice but to absolutely smash the Giants, and I think a thirteen point win is probably about where they had hoped. Um, first half was pretty close actually and a bit surprising in that way but they really did run over the top of them and Shmira Sterling she is something else in goalkeeper for the Thunderbirds I think they're going to love having her down there for a season. Well Sarah as we round out let's look at the ladder after two rounds you've got Fever in first place Thunderbirds second Vixens third and the Firebirds rounding out the top four Giants Swifts in five and six, Magpies, Lightning, seven and eight. And it's the Swifts, Magpies and Lightning who are yet to, to get a win in the column so mm-hmm. far this season. What do you reckon for their round three coming up? We've got what well, Magpies and Swifts playing each other. So 
Someone's going to have to win. <laughs> Someone gets their first win. That's exactly right. And uh, what else have you got there? Lightning and Thunderbirds, Vixens, Giants. Thunderbirds. Yeah. Thunderbirds going to yep. get up there, you would think. So interesting. going to be an interesting round again, round three. It is, round three. And they don't get much of a break between round three and four because round four starts on Tuesday night. So um, it it's going to be a massive week next week for, for these players. And, yes, we're going to see one of the Swiftsaw uh, Magpies win, but I think the Lightning are going to have a tough time coming down to Adelaide. Go. That, yeah, that's fascinating. They do. They're all playing multiple games across, what, well, Saturday, Sunday, then Tuesday, Wednesday, the next couple Wednesday, of rounds. Yep. Yeah, we'll, we'll get through. So, Sarah, thanks so much for giving us a, a super netball update here on the Overnight Crowd. Thanks so much for having me again, Jen. From the edge of the crowd, Sarah Wildey joining us here on the Overnight Crowd to update us on all of the super netball action. More to come here on the Overnight Crowd. Stick around. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.